Swag. Good to see everybody Tuesday night, and we are live. We're going to hop right into it. I have so much I want to get to tonight. We've got to cover, of course, the Buffalo shooting situation. The Democratic Party is trying to capitalize, as usual, on every tragedy that involves a gun, trying to get rid of the Second Amendment, all of that. First of all, Joe Biden, play it for me, Heather. Look, the American experiment in democracy is in a danger like it hasn't been in my lifetime. It's in danger this hour. Hate and fear are being given too much oxygen by those who pretend to love America, but who don't understand America. To confront the ideology of hate requires caring about all people, not making distinctions. Reverend, the scripture is seeing that we're all part of the divine. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the America I know, that Jill knows. And most deserve the most, and we de- look, we're the most multiracial, most dynamic nation in the history of the world. Now's the time for the people of all races, from every background, to speak up as a majority in America and reject white Well, we are so blessed to have the baby butchers quoting, attempting to quote scripture. You had Nancy Pelosi on the on the House floor attempting to quote scripture. Now you got Joe Biden attempting a quote, I believe, Mark chapter 12, verse 30. But anyway, you, you know, here we go. It's just the usual thing. Attack on democracy. The only people that are trying to attack democracy are the people that are for mass censorship. Show me your papers, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. Those are the people that are allegedly trying to defend democracy. And of course, we have a mass shooter. Now, let's look at let's look at the the bottom line. This is not meant to be cold or callous towards any victims at all. As a police officer myself for 25 years, 1992, 2017, as you know, if you watch this podcast, seen lots of victims, dealt with lots of victims. I understand. I really do. And it's got nothing to do with the victims here. It has to do simply with the progressive left, the globalist left, trying to take away your freedom. This is an opportunity. Let me just say this because it's on my heart. It's on my mind. It is what it is. Take it or leave it. It's awfully strange that whenever it is that we are having giant political victories, Roe v. Wade about to be overturned. That'll happen sometime in late June uh, is the estimates. that That's when the draft ruling will become a real ruling. Having tremendous victories. We know that, of course, you've seen COVID stuff rolled back, all of that, at least temporarily, until they you know feel like it's politically expedient to bring it back. But anyway... We're having victories. They know that, you know, they know they're about to get run out of office. They know they're about to see a red wave like they've never seen before coming later this year in November. They know the, they know that. We all know that. And it's just funny that let, right then and there, we have a mass shooter here. They have a mass shooter, or attempted mass shooter in California. All of a sudden, right? And of course, it's alleged white supremacist terrorism. And you're like, some people probably might be watching this thing. Oh, Tom's going to come around. You know, he's been saying, you know, that, um, you know, that the there is no white supremacist terrorism and that Christopher Ray and Joe Biden said the greatest existential threat. That's when they really want you to think it's serious is when you when they use the word existential, the greatest existential threat to to America's white supremacist terrorism as Tom has been saying for two years, send me the events. And now we have one to send them. Really? Well, let's look. Let's look. We'll get to that in just a second. Look at the next one for me. Let's look deep into this now. Is this really what happened? Is it a white supremacist terrorist? Now, we know that that's what they're going to say. But it's just like they said that COVID-19 is an existential threat to your life. 
and that COVID-19, you need to be masked, you need to be vaxxed for 99.9% survival virus. They said that Trump said there was good people on both sides, said there was Russian collusion. All of these are just bull-faced propagandist, gaslit lies, and it's the same thing here. All right, go to the next one for me. You guys got it? Here, here's what it is. You put Where's it up that? there. I don't know where we're at. I need the left side. We need it back. All right, we're, we're scrambling here. Here we go, right there. All right, PJ Media. Here's what the Buffalo Shooter's alleged manifesto actually says. Now, here's what it actually says. So I pulled the article, PJ Media, all credit to PJ Media. Here's what it says. First, despite the coordinated effort to blame Fox News, the manifesto, and this is the manifesto, I'm not going to give the guy's name unless I slip up tonight and actually give the shooter's name because he's just an 18-year-old punk idiot. That's all that he is trying to, he doesn't understand that what he's done is really enabled himself to live with men for the rest of his life. That's what he's going to do. Live with men. He's never going to touch a woman for the rest of his life. Probably may never see a woman unless there's a woman jail uh, prison guard. He's never going to. That's that's all he's done. He thinks that he's given himself a name of celebrity. That's all it's about. So I'm not going to say his name tonight unless I slip up. So here's the article. A search of the entire manifesto, as we know, the the active shooter, the mass shooter here from Buffalo, had a manifesto, which by the way was available to the FBI. It was already on social media. I don't know how many days before, I can't remember, it might be in the article here, or it might be on a later piece of information that I have, 10, 12 days before, FBI was too busy running down, at, you know, I guess parents from school board meetings or whatever to actually try to solve crimes, or, or maybe they wanted to do, you know, another raid of, of, of Project Veritas or Roger Stone or Newt Rudy Giuliani. They don't want to actually be running down active shooters. Allegedly, the Democratic Party is the protector of the black community, but they're way too busy you know, you know, doing raids and, on Project Veritas and Rudy Giuliani and Roger Stone and General Flynn. Way too busy. Those great threats to America, right? A search of the entire manifesto that the, man, that the mass shooter had put out on social media and left. He didn't put out the manifesto. He put out a plan, which was kind of another manifesto, a step one, step two, step three, that he put out on social media available to the FBI, which I believe they had it or they, were, had, they had knowledge of it. A search of the entire manifesto also yields no mentions of Tucker Carlson. Nothing. Remember now, this is what we were, the gas lit propagandist lies coming from CNN, MSNBC, all the left, Joe Biden, the Biden administration, the RNC, various other liberal leftist lying pundits are all saying that Tucker Carlson, he used Tucker Carlson's verbiage. None of Tucker Carlson's not mentioned at all. No credit given to him. <clears throat> at all in his manifesto not one word no, yields no mentions of tucker carlson specifically mentions the internet as where he got his beliefs the internet manifesto quote number one did you always he just asks himself a question did you always hold these views when i was 12 i was deep into communist ideology yep just like the democratic party Talk to anyone from my old high school and ask about me, and you will hear that. From age 15 to 18, however, I consistently move further to the right. Oh, boy, there we go. On the political compass, I fall in the mild, moderate, authoritarian left category. On the political compass, quote, I fall in the mild, moderate, authoritarian left category. Um, those would be the ones that want to censor you. Those are the ones who want to have an disinformation governance board, an environmental police force, show me your papers, vaccine passports, mask mandates, lockdowns. That would be the authoritarian left. That's who this person was. So the greatest threat to America, according to Joe Biden, 
is white supremacist terrorism is not this guy at all. Although white supremacy, just so you know, is a leftist doctrine. KKK, we're all members of the Democratic Party and we're fiscally liberal. Facts. What, uh, skinhead Nazis, national socialists. That would be leftist. Ukraine is left. Russia is left. Putin is left. Voldemar Zelensky is left. Klaus Schwab is left. The WEF is left. Justin Trudeau is left. Biden is left. The Democratic Party is left. Hitler was left. Mao is left. Maduro is left. Mussolini's left. Anybody else we want to name? They're all leftists. All of them. All the mass killers in history were all leftists. They were all people that wanted disinformation governance boards. They were all ones who wanted you to have to show your papers to buy, sell, trade, or travel. That's who they were. They all worked through. You know what? This is a medical emergency. They all did that. That was the very first thing that Hitler did with typhoid. He did it. He said the Jews were actually transmitting more typhoid than anybody else. You can leave that up, Heather, because I'm going to still refer to that PJ Media thing. I know that I'm, I'm digressing. However, that's who these people are. It's always left. More on the PJ Media. Uh, manif- they got the copy of the manifesto. Moderate authoritarian left category. That's where he is. I would prefer to be called a populist. A manifesto of the terrorists who called people today contains the following. He did a chart of Jewish people and included me under the troll Jew. That was the writer of this article. Oh, no, that, that's actually um, uh, 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 Cernovich actually wrote this part. Rejection of Christianity. Uh, rejection of Christianity. An admission that he is authoritarian left wing, hybrid Nazi, and green nationalist. So what else is the left always about? Uh, climate. Oh, that's what this guy is. Green nationalist. Whoops. Later in the manifest, the shooter insists, I would prefer to call myself a populist, but you can call me an ethno-nationalist, eco-fascist, national socialist if you want. Does that sound like right-wing extremism to you? I'm, I, I allegedly am a right-wing extremist. I have no interest in ethno-nationalism, eco-fascism, national socialism. That's what this guy calls himself. I wouldn't disagree with you. He also, that's what he wrote. He also repeatedly attacks capitalists and rejects the conservative label because he wrote conservatism is corporatism in disguise. I want no part of it, of conservatism. That's who this guy really is. All right, next one, ACYN video. Here's Tucker, play it for me. Where exactly is all this criminal white supremacy, this right-wing domestic terrorism that poses, quote, the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland? Where is it? Well, of course, it doesn't exist. So there it was. was, He's totally right. And by the way, he's still right. This is a horrible event conducted by a white liberal, Not not a white supremacist terrorist, although I would agree that white see the reason why I say that is when they say white supremacist terrorism, they're talking about people who are just simply Republicans or conservatives. Uh, the act, this is actually correct. He is a white supremacist terrorist, but white supremacy is of the left. It's not of the and never has been. Hitler, Stalin. We're all white supremacists. They're all leftists. There is no right winger who's a white supremacist that you can go back in history that ran a country. Yeah, there might be some, I don't know. If you're a white supremacist, you're not conservative. 
It's, it's really that easy. If you're a white supremacist, you can't be a conservative because you are not thinking constitutionally where we are endowed by our creator. We're all created equal, endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. That's the thing that Joe Biden couldn't quote. All right, Greg, Bri- Greg Price tweet. The Buffalo shooter did not say a single thing about Tucker Carlson and wrote that he hated Fox News. By, con- by contrast, remember the Steve Scalise shooting out on Capitol Hill. The congressional baseball shooter who almost killed Steve Scalise declared his love for Rachel Maddow in writings. Didn't Rachel Maddow almost kill Steve Scalise? Uh, Didn't see that. I never saw that accusation, did you? Because of course, and of course, right now I'm preaching to the choir. We do not have a media. All we have is a Goebel propagandist unit of which CNN is part, MSNBC is part, of course, ABC, CBS, NBC is part. Uh, the New York Times is part. The Bezos Times. The Washington Post is part. So let's look at some. Uh, so let's look at some liberal headlines. Here's CNN politics. Uh, Biden will travel to Buffalo on Tuesday. Today, following that's where we got the Biden clip from. Following mass shooting, officials say that's interesting. Go right to the next one for me, Heather, because right after the Waukesha massacre, where you had a black man drive through a crowd, injuring 60, 60 and killing six. He didn't go. He still hasn't been to Waukesha, just like he hasn't yet been to the southern border. No Waukesha, no southern border. But when it's politically expedient, where he thinks that he can politically capitalize, here comes Joey. Psaki says Biden has no plans to visit Waukesha after the deadly Christmas parade at this time because sending a president to a community requires a lot of assets. Oh, that's interesting. Six dead. 60 injured, many of them children, no problem whatsoever for the Biden administration because the victims were white. But if the victims are black, he goes, especially if the victimizer is black, is white, which, by the way, of course, FBI, UCR statistics, 97% of black homicides are committed by other black people. Of what, at that point, the Democrats don't care either because they can't capitalize on their fake compassion for the black community because Democrats inherently are racist themselves. They all, if you think in terms of race, you are racist, period. So if you only go to the to the tragedies of black people, you're a racist. If you only go to the tragedies of white people, you're a racist. It really is as simple as that. All right, let's go to the next one for me. Jack Posobiec tweet, Waukesha massacre. Suspect Daryl Brooks shared pro-Hitler memes called for violence against white people. Sure, and where, are we, I, didn't, I didn't see a whole write-up on this guy. Have you? Didn't see his manifesto printed? Not at all, because these people are racist. You're like, yeah, but a lot of these people, Tom, they're white. How can they actually be racist? They are. They're racist towards black people. They're, they're, they are the racist. They're just using race to expedite their political goals. That's all that is. Their political agenda is all that matters to them. They will use race. They will use COVID. They will use tragedy. They will, they'll never let a tragedy go to waste. They'll never, let, they'll never let anything like that go to waste because they can use it to expedite their political agenda, which is globalism which is a very few rich people, which are the Klaus Schwab's of the world, the Biden's of the world, the Obama's of the world, all of those, and we can name many others, and they will be the haves, you'll be the have-nots, as usual, the usual quote, you'll own nothing and be happy. All right, Rising Serpent video. 
breast secretary. This is what they write. Karen, that's obviously her name is Kareen Jean-Pierre on why Biden is going to visit Buffalo, but didn't bother to visit Waukesha. Play it for me. And then just one on the trip tomorrow. How come the president is visiting Buffalo after a senseless tragedy there, but he couldn't visit Waukesha after six were killed and 61 injured in an attack on a Christmas parade there? I mean, he's visited many communities. Buffalo, he was, we, you know, he was, he's able to go tomorrow to Buffalo uh, uh, before the trip. That is something that was important for him to do. But he has visited many, uh, many other communities. This is not, Buffalo is not the first community, sadly, that he has to go up to uh, because of a violent attack. So, you know, that's not that's not the first one. So he's been. Oh, yeah. What are the other cities that he's visited for a violent attack and what other city actually matches with Waukesha at all? Both face liars. And then, you know, I could just show it all night long. We just keep calm liars over and over again, which is the truth. The truth is that they're liars. And of course, the people who want to run the disinformation governance board are also bold faced liars. So we could do that all night long. It doesn't do any good. We all know that's who they are. And that's why everybody needs to take a great grain of salt. Anytime you hear the federal government mention anything or tell you to do anything, because there is a strong possibility, 99.9% of the time, which is the same as the survivability rate for COVID, they're lying. Go to the next one for me. Cernovich tweet. The FBI in New York had time to raid James O'Keefe and Project Veritas for doing journalism, but not time to follow up on a credible school shoot on, on credible school shooting threats. The Buffalo shooter was reported to police for making. So the police, he was reported to the police. I'm not sure if the FBI knew, but listen again. I've been, I was, again, I, just to give bona fides, I was a cop myself 25 years. If you have a guy online. And he is reporting that he plans on doing a mass killing. This guy had said target number one was this store. Target number two is going to be over here. All that was put out on social media. He was acting strange at the store prior to the shooting and nobody did anything. Now, what you normally would do is go talk to the guy. And if he had actually put out a threat on social media, you Baker Act the guy. You put him in for 72 hours of forced psychiatric care, you can get an injunction. I'm not talking about red flag laws, so don't everybody send me messages. But a guy who's making a credible threat like that, where I'm telling you, you put it out on social media. Here's target one, here's target two. You Baker Act his rear end, you get an injunction, you go and seize his firearms. It's as simple as that. Those laws are already in place. You don't need red flag laws. Don't need, they're already there, available in every state. Baker Act them. Once you are Baker Act, it's harder to get a firearm, but you Baker Act them, and you can either temporarily or permanently seize his firearms. This never would happen. But nobody does a daggum thing, and then they go after the Second Amendment. Absolute, it's just absolute laziness. It's garbage, and if the FBI knew about it, it's just another galactic FBI failure, just like the black mass shooter in New York, which, of course, has now been... Just at memory hold, nobody even talks about it anymore. They knew about him. They knew about 9-11. They knew the 9-11 hijackers were here. They knew the 9-11 uh, uh, terrorists were here. Nobody does a daggum thing. And then, and then what do they do? Strange how it all works. Very coincidental, isn't it? Then after that, then you get the Patriot Act where they can basically spy on you without warrants. Funny how it always works for globalism, global leftism. And by the way, it's not even really global leftism because the globalists will never apply leftism to themselves. 
just like Stalin never applies it to himself, all the starving people in North, in North Korea right now, Kim Jong-un, he doesn't apply socialism to himself. He just applies it to everybody else but himself, just like Joe Biden, just like Kamala Harris, just like the Democratic Party does, just like they all get caught without their masks on. They, you have to wear a mask as a sign of allegiance, but they themselves, because that's just, you're just showing your allegiance to them. That's all that a mask is. Never does anything to stop any sort of disease. Everybody knows that. But they never actually, they're never actually socialists themselves. All the Hollywood elites, you notice how, and you can, look, you can pull this up, and I, and, and I advise you to do so. Pull up giving stats between the right and the left, between Republicans and Democrats. Republicans give far more to charity than Democrats do, far more. Joe Biden has been known to give less than, one, less than 2% of his income to charity per year. That's basically what is before. I, I don't know what his latest ones were, but when he was running for president before, he gave 2% of his money to charity. That's who these people are. It's, it's socialism for everybody but themselves. Why is Hollywood? Why don't they start off with socialism in Hollywood and actually have, you know what, or, or have all this gender equity in Hollywood? I mean, you're saying you're seeing it now where you have to have, you know, you have to have a, a Hispanic person on a commercial, maybe a white woman, a black guy. You have to have you're seeing it happen now. They'll run themselves out of their own business right now. Now it's happening to them. But why don't they surrender all their assets? Why, why don't they why don't they give all their money away? If they believe in socialism then they want you to live in socialism, they want to have socialized medicine. Why don't they live in it? You mean, it's, these are very simple questions. And that's what I would always say. You know, I'd just be like, you know what, if you, if you believe in it so much, why aren't you doing it? If, you, if, you, if you're Justin Trudeau and you really believe masks save your life and you go over to Ukraine and they only have a 30% vaccination rate, you really believe in vaccinations too, why aren't you wearing your mask over there? And then when you come back to a country, your own that's 95% vaccinated and you wear masks indoor, outdoor, with people, without people, whatever it may be, because these people, listen, they want socialism for you, but not for themselves. All right, Larry Elder, here's just some truth for everybody to see. Non-Hispanic whites don't, don't seem to commit mass shootings at a greater than their share of population. The groups that appear uh, over-representative are blacks and Asians, e.g. Eugene, whatever, from UCLA Law Professor 324-21. Here's the actual chart. Here it is right here. Percentage of mass shooters uh, and then percentage of population. Percentage of mass shooters that are Asian, 6.6%. Percent of the population, 3.6%. Percentage of mass shooters, 17.4% are black. Popula uh, percentage of the population, 12.3%. Uh, uh, Hispanics, percentage of mass shooters, 8.3%. Percentage of population, 12.5%. Native Americans, 25 to 1.0. Non-Hispanic white, uh, percentage of mass shooters, 54.5%. Percent of population, 62.6%. There you go. So there's, that's, that's the truth. So blacks and Asians are overrepresented in the mass shooter according to, uh, according to uh, the percentage that they represent in the population. Doesn't mean, listen, it doesn't mean anything. Evil's evil. You can bring it back to me. Evil's evil. It really doesn't matter what the percentages are. But here, here's an interesting one right here for everybody to see. Here's a pic now. This is 2022 mass shooters up till Buffalo. So here we go. Now let's see. Is this a white supremacist? Is this a, 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 a white, white supremacist terrorist issue? Here it is. This is it right here. Here's the, this is the cumulative list right now up to the last two, which I'll go over. Here's the list for 2022. Uh, wh wh white supremacist terrorism. That's what, leave this up. This is what Christopher Ray says is the greatest threat to America. The head of the FBI. 
the one who's hunting down MAGA moms for allegedly marching on January 6th. The one who is hunting down uh, parents that speak at school board meetings. Let's do Merrick Garland believes is the greatest threat to America's white supremacist terrorism. Is that the case? Again, I don't really care that they're black. I don't really care that they're white. If they're, leave this up. If this was a white supremacist terrorist situation, being a purveyor of truth, I would be on it like a dog. I would show you every day. We have a white supremacist terrorist problem, which, you know, that I would put it. White supremacist terrorism is a problem. I would put it on the show. Day after day, week after week, I would put it on the show. I would do all that I could to badmouth it. But that's not the case. If, if COVID had a, a 90% survival rate, I would tell you that. It has a 99.9% survival rate. For everybody zero to 50, it's less deadly than the flu. That's the facts. That's the Axe Force Lionitis Stanford study. That's the facts. That's what we put out. The last two mass shooters in order were white, and which is the Buffalo shooter, and then Asian. That's what we got. So what do we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So we have nine mass shooters so far in 2022. Of the nine, seven were black, one was Asian, and one was white, but it's a white supremacist terrorist problem, right? I would just tell you the truth. If all those guys were white, I'd put it up. Because I don't care about color. I care about lies, and I care about what's true. That's it. Now, speaking of lies, now we got Joe Biden. Get that ready for me, Aaron, the swami. If he's going to quote scripture, I'm going to let him quote scripture. Play it for me. And if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the palmist, with the palmist who wrote these following words. True and international average of pressure. <laughs> there you go. The palmist. That's the president of the United States that doesn't know Psalms out of the Bible, the book of Psalms. He calls it the palmist wrote. That's the galactically stupid person that's in the White House right now, which again, I say to all the COVID caving Christians and all the COVID caving pastors and all the COVID caving conservatives and all of you that rush to take the vaccines, strap your masks on, lock down and quarantine. I don't care if you did it for a month, but if you've never said that you were wrong, this is still for you. He, you are the reason Joe Biden is president because you gave validity to the assumption that it was too dangerous to go and vote in person. So we end up with Zucker boxes everywhere, which is what 2000 mules is all about from Dinesh D'Souza and all the fraudulent ballots that appear out of nowhere at three o'clock in the morning is your fault. You should have stood. Amen. So say those vaunted three words with me. I was wrong or you can put an extra one between was and wrong you can put freaking in there i was freaking wrong all right that's what you got to do all right here we go let's change subjects let's go to the border rising serpent tweet the dhs department of homeland security just discovered notice the date on this may 17th 2022 3:44 p.m that's today discovered a massive underground tunnel that leads that runs from Tijuana to San Diego and contains an inbuilt railroad, ventilation, and electric system. You really expect me to believe someone can construct this without collaborating with the U.S. government and law enforcement? You know what? I'll believe anything now. 
When I see the entire world bend over and take COVID right, right up the caboose, you know what? And all the Christians and all the conservatives just jump right in line with the globalists and the Democratic Party. I will almost believe anything now. So there's a railroad system running from Tijuana to San Diego underground. Nobody knows about it. I wonder how many hundreds of thousands go through that per year. The Dirty Truth video, breaking illegal crossings at the southern border. Tucker Carlson, play it for me, other. Amazing new images tonight from our border. Really uh, pretty stunning. Fox's Trace Gallagher is our man on that story tonight. Trace, good to see you. Hey, Tucker, yeah, let's start with that mind-boggling drone video. It was shot by correspondent Bill Malugin and our Fox video journalist. This is unpatrolled private property in Eagle Pass, Texas. And over the past eight days, there have been more than 2,000 migrant crossings in this exact spot. And this is a snapshot of a crisis that stretches nearly 2,000 miles. One week from today, Title 42 is scheduled to end, meaning that migrants would no longer be denied U.S. access because of COVID concerns. So the Border Patrol, which does not have the resources to slow down the flow, is trying to at least set up a massive tent compound in Eagle Pass that could be used for housing and processing. But staffing the compound means pulling agents from other parts of the border. And without a logistical fix, the hope is now for a political fix with numerous Democrat lawmakers joining Republicans in calling to keep Title 42 as is. The Democrat mayor of Eagle Pass is joining that call watch. Use all the tools that you have, all the tools in the toolbox. And if if uh, if I, that's how we have Title 42 to use it as a tool, then let's please use it. Let's not remove it. It's important. In March, there were 221,000 migrant encounters at the border. That was the highest number in the history of Homeland Security. But breaking right now, we have brand new numbers and encounters in April just broke the March record with 234,000. And DHS says without Title 42, we could see 558,000 migrant encounters a month, two and a half times the record. Tucker. Amazing, amazing story. Trish Gallagher, thanks so much for that. Sure. So there you go. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people, this doesn't touch them yet. It's going to touch people. Listen to those numbers. We had a world record in March, which was whatever it was, 200 and something thousand. That world record was just broken in April. What do you think is going to happen in May? Summer always goes up, not down. They are expecting when they drop Title 42, which keeps people out allegedly because of COVID, which is funny because as you have New York City go back on red alert and all the Democrats are still talking about this being, you know, a national emergency COVID, they drop, remember now, they, you just were at, 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 at the objection of Democrats. You were just allowed to take your masks off on planes, what, a month ago? And now they're saying, now, so for you, they, and, they, and, and Joe Biden was talking about, and maybe it's, maybe it's in the works, that the DHS was going to sue on behalf of keeping that mask mandate in place. But for, for illegal aliens crossing the border, no COVID testing whatsoever. They're removing Title 42, which keeps people out of the country if they're COVID positive. They're removing that. So you have to wear a mask, but anybody crossing the border, it doesn't matter what they do or how they test. Does everybody understand this? And why, why talk about the border? Because it's just as much a part. Everybody's talking about the World Health Organization Summit, which I've talked about at nauseum. If I get to it tonight, we'll talk about it some more. However, 
that's all part of the plan too, is to destabilize the United States to mass immigration, have all of these people allegedly vote for leftism and vote for globalism, which by the way, that tide is turning. What used to happen with almost every election was you basically had 75, 80% of Hispanics would vote Democrat. That's all 50-50 now. It's 50-50, so they, it may actually turn in our favor. I don't know. But regardless, it's, it's illegality. These people are illegally coming across the border. It's all about destabilizing the United States of America because, America because we are the only restraining to the World Economic Forum. Putin's a World Economic Forum actor. Zelensky's a World Economic Forum actor. Morrison out of Australia, World Economic Forum actor. Boris Johnson the same. Angela Merkel the same. Emmanuel Macron, Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, all World Economic, people, Economic Forum people, all for open borders. But none of them, now none of this has touched them yet. And you, need to, you saw those pictures. Last year, 2.5 million people crossed our borders that we know of. That doesn't even count the getaways, which according, and you've heard, me, you've heard me quote this many times, but this is from the CBP. This, this is how they actually do their analytics. Whatever you know that crossed the border, so that's 2.5 million crossed the border last year illegally. It's one to five times that many. So a minimum of 5 million actually crossed the border, upwards of close to 12 million in a year. In one year. So you've gone from a closed border, the remain in Mexico policy under, under Donald Trump, where the border was all, for all intents and purposes, totally and completely closed. Title 42 in place, which it's all COVID garbage, but it's still in place. It holds people back from crossing the border. Closed border to somewhere between minimum 2.5 million to 12 to 13 million in one year. We have no idea who these people are. This will reach out and touch Americans and it will reach out and it will touch Democrats. That's why you saw a Democratic mayor talking. It will reach out first to New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, to all the Democrats there as they are overrun. And you see, it's all part of a plan to crush an economy and make you beg the government for baby formula, case in point. All right, let's go to the next one. David J. Harris Jr. Arizona becomes the third state to drop off illegal aliens in Washington. I love that. I don't know what, the, I know Texas, I know Arizona. I don't know what the other one is, but because I never saw it, but it's the third state now. I love it. They're busting them right up to D.C. and dropping them off. All right, Bill Malugin video. Good morning from Eagle Pass, Texas. You can just, Aaron, can you side by side this? I'll just, I'll just go over this briefly. I just want you to see the footage because I want you to know what's actually happening on the border every day. Good morning from Eagle Pass, Texas, where we just watched a large group wade across the Rio Grande and cross illegally into the United States. And what are they doing? Hopping on the buses. Yeah, right there. They're going to go to, to the uh, CBP center and be basically let loose into America. 880,000, I believe, was the stat I heard coming from Jim Jordan for a certain frame, of, uh, certain time frame. But here you go. I just want you to see this is every day at the border. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. These are the ones that are voluntarily turning themselves over. All the getaways are not being counted. All the tri child traffickers are not being counted. They just had a mass arrest down there with numerous child traffickers that just got caught at the border of Texas or Arizona. I can't remember which. All the victimization. There's basically a civil war on the Mexican-U.S. border, not but civil war between Mexicans on the Mexican side, between the cartel and a government that actually runs from the cartels because the cartels are more powerful, because the cartels are being fed billions and billions of dollars by people that, they, that, pe by people that are hiring them to bring them across the border.
I just want you to see the, I want you to see what exactly is happening every day. We could show you hours of these videos, of course. Here's a David, go to the next one for me, Heather. David Bozell video. This is one of the greatest moments that I've ever seen on the congressional floor. Actually, it's in a subcommittee. Representative Chip Roy talking to DHS, talking to the DHS uh, director. Play for me. Talk about the damage being done to the United States of America. Mr. Secretary, do you know what this is? This is a mobile morgue a body trailer needed by counties in South Texas overwhelmed by dead migrants. That particular trailer is filled with these bodies, 27 bodies that were stored in this mobile morgue in South Texas with dead bodies of migrants. Dead bodies like this one found on a ranch just three weeks ago in South Texas, a dead migrant. Somehow that's compassion. How about the dead bodies found by migrants? Compassion. How about the ranchers? who had to walk out of their door, and this is what they faced. Gentlemen with rocks threatening a rancher in South Texas, only able to be saved when they were able to bring their dogs out to scare the people away in order to save themselves. Or the fact that you've got houses being attacked, you've got livestock dead on the side because we've got ranches wide open. How about the little girl here with a brand on her arm? A little girl with a brand on her arm because of your policies. A little girl here in the desert found by ranchers trying to save their life. And how about the lost voices for people dying from fentanyl? The hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of Americans dying from fentanyl. Faces, faces of Americans, faces of Americans across this country dying because of fentanyl pouring into our country. Time of the gentleman has expired. You know full well. Time of the gentleman has expired, Mr. Encouraging people to come here, harming Texas and harming this country. Time of You know it. Yeah, of course, Sherry Nadler had to stop Chip Roy from talking to DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, right? That's who he was talking to because they can't handle too much truth. Here's some more truth for you. Go to the next one for me. Benny Johnson video, Aaron. You can just side by side it. That's good enough. I just want you to see. Now, this is, this is dozens and dozens of Africans arrive through the southern border. It's strange. I, I didn't think Africa was south of our southern border, is it? I mean, it's kind of strange, but here we are. It's just, we have an open border. It's 40-something, 50-something countries represented all the time that they find crossing our border, including Russians, including Middle Eastern folks. Just crossing our borders, no idea. The Democrats don't care because they live, these rich you know, rich Democrats, by the way, the party of the wealthy, the, report, the party of the elitist, the party of the working man is the Republican Party. And believe me, I'm not a huge fan of the Republican Party a lot of the time. Obviously, I'm a Republican, but I'm not a big fan of them because they're a bunch of cowards. But here's the thing. They're the party of the elitist, the party that lives behind walls. Nancy Pelosi lives behind a wall. They built a wall around Joe Biden's Delaware Beach Mansion. They live behind the walls as soon as they have a threat. They, they sense any threat at all. We saw it in, in January of 2021. As soon as they threat any, have any threat at all, they build a giant 20-foot 20 20 tall razor-wired fence with machine gun-mounted machine guns and, and 30,000 of our troops deployed around because they sense a threat from MAGA moms. But this is it. I want you to see this every day. Unknown people from numerous countries walking across. Listen, it's not, it's not a thousand a day. It was 234,000 people that they know of that crossed the border in April, which broke the record of 200 and whatever thousand in March. And I'll bet you there was a record for, I bet you that there was a, there was a record in February. I'll bet you right now. 
Here's Representative Clay Higgins talking to Alejandro Mayorkas. This is just flat out truth. Take it or leave it. Play for me. But it is abject failure down there. So if you would identify our border as effectively managed right now, would it, how would you identify failure? What would it be? Five million crossings in a year? At two and a half million last year. A million gotaways? You had 500,000 last year. Crime rate tripled instead of doubled. Number one cause of death from 18 to 45-year-old Americans right now is overdose. Under your watch, what would it be? From five years old to 50? How would you identify failure if it's not what you've delivered thus far? By God, man. On the moment, you've been called upon to resign by myself and others. Next year, if we have the majority in this committee, which we shall, you're still in office, you'll face impeachment. I ask you as a man, own this thing. Out of respect for you and the office, I ask you to reflect upon that. And I'll give you my remaining 45 seconds to respond. Please feel my spirit and speak truthfully. Step away from your talking points and speak to the American people and own this thing. We're losing our country down there. We need you to resign. Save the country the pain of your impeachment. I have 20 seconds, sir. Please respond. Congressman, I couldn't disagree with you more when you state that, when you state that our nation's sovereignty is disintegrating. <clears throat> well, I guess the answer is that. I yield. There we go. So there you go. You couldn't disagree with them more. That our nation's sovereignty is disintegrating. Well, how would you how would you describe it as not disintegrating when you have millions of people just walking across the border? That we again, that's the ones we know about. Number one cause of death in America for 18 to 45 year olds is drug overdose, of which 107 thousand died of fentanyl last year. Not COVID, fentanyl which is almost exclusively coming through the southern border, made in China, transported across the southern border. As Joe Biden bootlicks and butt kisses China, bootlicks and butt kisses the southern, you know, the, the, the Mexican government, leaves our southern border over, boot kisses, boot, boot, boot kisses and, and butt, whatever, bootlicks and butt kisses, uh, the World Economic Forum, so, southern border wide open, 107,000 Americans die of drug overdoses from fentanyl made in China, transported through the southern border. And who cares? Allegedly, I thought the Democratic Party, I thought they were the lifesavers. Put your mask on, get your vaccine. They're lifesavers. You know, know, almost 42 million abortions last year. It was 41.2 million abortions last year, but they're the lifesavers. 107,000 fentanyl overdoses because of their open southern border. And allegedly these people are the party of compassion, right? The southern border is a huge deal. Nobody, you know, you don't get a lot of views when you talk about the southern border because it hasn't reached out and grabbed people like COVID yet. And, and, and rightly, justifiably so. Rightly so in some ways. But it's coming. 
You can't mass 234,000 known border crossers, illegal border crossers, illegal aliens in one month, and eventually it is coming to your hometown. We have to have people in office that will shut the, shut the border down. All the compassion talk, these are people who are breaking the law. Notice ain't one of them starving to death. Look at the, look at the photos. Ain't one of them starving to death. What are they coming here for? They're coming here because the Democratic Party wants votes. And they think they're going to come here and prosper. They're not. They're going to be the permanent surf class of the Democratic Party. Just like they're trying to turn the rest of us into the surf class of the Democratic Party. Can't afford gas. My wife, right before the podcast tonight, drove to the gas stations right in front of our church. 125 bucks to fill up my truck full of gas. Thank you, Joe Biden. Trying to turn all of us into a surf class, a peasant class that has to beg, please, please, oh please, put your QR code on my phone so I can swipe it for baby formula. That's what they want. That's what the southern border's about. That's what COVID's about. That's what the new World Health Organization uh, treaty uh, redo is about. That's what it's about. All right, let's go to the next one. Real America's Voice. Congress sends $40 billion to Ukraine. Play it for me. Ben, you've seen, you've seen the situation. $40 billion. You're down there once again putting your life on the line. You're, we're going to have lots of footage and talking to you the next couple of days. You're interviewing everybody. What's the sense of the border? Do they have $40 billion, Ben, to, to, to uh, shut down the invasion of the southern United States and protect the Hispanic Americans on the Rio Grande Valley and on the southern border of Texas, south, south Texas and southern Arizona, and to protect the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the fentanyl, and all the crime that's coming up there. They're flying them into Wilkes-Barre every night, right? Is, is, is $40 billion coming down there, Ben Burkwam? How dare these traitors, Steve? This is Mitch McConnell and the, these, these warmongers in Washington, D.C. that have never seen a war that they don't like. They are stealing your children's future while our country is being destroyed from within by globalist, leftist, communists. I just came back across from Reynosa where there are thousands, literally thousands of people compiling there. They're busting out. They're, they're, they're overflowing from the, the camps that are down there because they all know Title 42 is ending and America is wide open for the taking and while that is going on these idiots have the nerve to tell you that we have to protect somebody else's border uh, anybody who buys that anybody who votes for that anybody who supports that needs to be out of office it is disgusting and i'm now down here in brownsville steve the, the footage that we're getting uh, over the last several days is it's mind-blowing but i got to tell you what is coming the american people aren't ready for it it's going to overwhelm our system it already is and the people down here are infuriated and the people in mexico are as well their their communities are being destroyed Amen. by these same open borders Amen. globalist leftists just ad nauseum 40 billion to ukraine nothing to the border what did trump ask for to build the border wall eight billion dollars we sent 54 billion dollars to the ukraine 54 billion to the weirdest war that has ever happened where you have diplomats congressmen congresswomen senators walking down this war zone in the middle of kiev Strange, strangest war ever. 40, 50, the last bill was $40 billion. It's $54 billion total that we sent there. Trump wanted $8 billion for the wall. That would have solved all of our problems. I don't care. If a Democrat says that a wall would do nothing, understand that the wall does everything. 
It, it's exactly the opposite. George Costanza from Seinfeld. Everything that they say, the opposite is true. Every single stance that they take, every moral stance that they take, the opposite is actually true. Their moral stance is to slaughter the unborn. So the opposite is actually true. The moral stance is to not slaughter the unborn. They say that the greatest threat to a black man is a white police officer. So so the correct moral stand is the greatest threat to a black man, according to FBI UCR statistics, is another black man. It's always the opposite. Watch Kamala Harris argue with herself in this video. Play it for me. People who are fleeing murder capitals of the world. There are children who are fleeing murder capitals of the world who have fled most of them murder capitals of the world we have families that are fleeing murder capitals of the world a mother who pays a coyote imagine a mother who makes a decision to pay a coyote when a mother pays a coyote often through a caravan with a coyote even to transport her child through their country of origin through the entire country of mexico of traveling through the entire country of Mexico to transport her child across the entire country of Mexico through the entire country of Mexico. It was safer for them to take that trek through Mexico. Facing unknown peril. Facing unknown peril. Facing unknown peril. In what they know could be a perilous journey. We have always presented ourselves as being a nation of strength with strong arms. The strong arms of of America. Part of the strength of our nation It's supposed to be that we have strong arms. That when people are fleeing harm, we will embrace them. Which will embrace and protect anyone fleeing or facing harm. Should be here to to receive anyone who is fleeing harm. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. But what does Donald Trump do? But what does this president do? He virtually looks at those children and says, go back to where you came from. Not to flick them away and say, go back to where you came from. And that's the kind of policy we've had from this administration. He says, go back to where you came from. That is not reflective of our America and our values, and it's got to end. And I believe... If you come to our border, you will be turned back. If you come to our border, you will be turned back. So you see, all that matters to these people is what is politically beneficial to me at the moment. Strong arms, she says, America has strong arms. And then from strong arms to embrace all of the illegal aliens to do not come. Whatever is politically beneficial and expedient for them at the moment is what they do. And just let me, let me address this. If you have an open border that's crashing the American economic system, which it is, because most of these people go on welfare and the Democrats say, oh, it's not welfare. They just name it something different. It's the same thing they do with CRT. CRT is not in the schools. It's TRC that's in the school. That's what they do. It's like they, call, they call abortion slaughtering the unborn Medicare medical care it's not they always just rename it so all most of these mexican migrants and everybody who crosses the border goes on a welfare system for on a for a country 
a welfare system for uh, the United States welfare system in the United States is $30 trillion in debt. 30, we just printed another $40 trillion. According to, you know, Dan Crenshaw, because, you know, the, the, the Ukrainians just have to have it, right? We have just forwarded, we just printed another 40 trillion, got Joe Biden sending troops back to Somalia, printing up the money to do it. And then you have 234,000 people jump per month, jump onto the welfare system in America every month. And it's more than that. How, how are we supposed to survive? We're already $30 trillion in debt, but we have strong arms. There are limits. Eventually, when there are no arms, you can't have strong arms. That's what the Democrats don't get. They never see more than two inches in front of their own face. That there is no America when there is no economy. $30 trillion in debt. There is no American economy for these strong arms to embrace. There's, there's no, there is no strong arms because our strong arms are allegedly our economy. And that's why all these people are coming. There won't be an economy. $30 trillion in debt, and you're still printing money. This is one of the best clips ever when it comes to the border. Matt Gates, play it for me. 1.2 million people are undetained, free, roaming about the country. They've gone before a judge. A judge has issued a final order of removal. How many ICE agents do you need to deport them? Uh, Congressman, I think um, uh, what we need is legislation to fix the broken immigration system. Because well, let well, me, you don't need can, legislation to overcome we, a final order of removal, right? Look, I get it. You want comprehensive immigration reform and a big amnesty thing. Very unlikely that's going to happen. So we have to operate under the laws that exist now. So under the laws that exist now, a judge has told 1.2 million people that they have no right to be here. Do you plan to remove those 1.2 million people? Um, uh, Congressman, with the resources we have, and I would appreciate the opportunity to answer your question fully, with the resources we have, we have to allocate those resources. How, to how much money do you need to deport all of them? How much money? To, to, how many agents? To, to, to um, deport the 1.2 million who a judge has said has no right to be here. Uh, uh, Congressman, uh, the there are a number of questions that your question uh, raises with respect to whether uh, all of those individuals actually have been given uh, due process? No, 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 no they have. They, yes, because these are the people who've had the due process, okay? And here's the point. You have no plan to remove them. You don't know how many ICE agents it would take, and you don't know how much money it would take, because you actually don't want to remove them. Oh. That's why you issued the September 30th guidance that says, well, you know, if you haven't committed a crime and you just came to our country illegally, we're not going to remove you. Isn't that your position? Uh, no, it isn't, Congressman. Not at all. Well, then then, then what is your plan to remove the 1.2 million? Let me, if, if I may. As a, do you have one? As, yes, yes, we do. If, if I may, sure. Congressman, as a former prosecutor, let me ask you a question. If one has a finite uh, amount of resources and one has a finite number of hours and one has a choice of removing 20 shoplifters or three um, uh, fugitive armed bank robbers, how would you spend your time? Well, I know how you've spent yours. I know how you've spent yours by, by decreasing by 48% the number of criminals you arrest, by deporting 63% fewer convicted criminals. You have the lowest deportation rate in the history of the department, right? Your data that you cite is misleading. No, it's your data. This is actually what your own agency is reporting. So do you think that it just might be the case that one reason 
that we will encounter the highest number of illegal immigrations in our nation's history this month and next month because everybody knows that even if they come here, even if they go through the removal procedures, even if a judge issues a final order, you still think there might be more due process and you have no plan to remove them. And then when I ask you what the plan is, you say, oh, well, resources, I gotta make finite decisions. I go back to my first question, how many ICE agents to remove the 1.2 million? Um, Congressman, I'd be pleased to provide you with a resourcing uh, data subsequent to this hearing, if I may. And I think it's I telling speak. that you, I, I think it's telling that you got plans for pronouns and you got plans for misinformation. But when it comes to the plan to remove the people that have had due process, you don't have one at all. Now, 800,000 people have encountered your CBP agents and those folks have been released into the country. Like some of those people are going to commit crimes, aren't they? Uh, Congressman, uh, may I have a moment to uh, answer I, I, your questions? Will some of the 800,000 commit crimes, yes or no? Uh, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. And so the Americans who are the victims of the crimes for the people that you release in the country are collateral damage that you are willing to accept in order to have our border function as a turnstile. You're willing to accept that collateral damage. Congressman, I couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, let, me, let me give you, if I can, some data uh, that will actually well, More than the data. How about this? Well, how, did it, how did it feel to you when you went to the border and the Border Patrol agents turned their back on you? Uh, one uh, Border Patrol agent uh, turned his back on me and I addressed that as uh, was only the, leader, the leader of the Department of Homeland Security. So if I can return to data because I want to um, we make see sure that you have accurate information. Everyone knows that you have more people coming in than ever and you're removing fewer people than ever and it's because you have no plan and because it's on purpose. See, I don't buy the theory that you don't know how to do this. I think you're actually a highly competent dude. But the reality is your plan is to bring these people in and to send the message to the smugglers and the criminals that they will never have to leave. That's why your workforce turns their back on you. And you have tools that you could use to deport these people. You have facial recognition. You have flights going all over the country, dropping people off. And I think we ought to use the best tools in the country to find these folks, round them up like they were at the Capitol on January 6th, and deport every last one of them. I yield back. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. Round up, actually, people who are committing crimes. And it is illegal. You committed a crime if you entered the United States of America illegally. It is, it, it is an actual federal statute that you have violated you have broken the law if you cross the border illegally 63 percent less criminals deported 1.5 million people and he says he needs more resources right no there's 1.5 people 1.5 million people who have a final order of removal that he still doesn't remove there he's like well they need to be they need to go through due process you need to understand when you, you have a final order of removal they've already been through due process this man is nothing but a beloviated empty suit. He's just a politician. It's just like the FBI. Most of, most of the FBI agents, most of the leadership of the FBI and, and rank and file FBI agents, they were never cops. There were some that are cops, but most of them are cops. They're lawyers, they're this, they're that. They're, they're accountants, whatever they may be. They don't know what they're doing. They've never, they've never answered police calls. This guy has no idea. Well, think about it. You're, you're Alejandro Mayorkas. You're the head of the Disinformation Governance Board now with Nina, Nina Jankovitz. He himself personally hired Nina Jankovitz, according to his own testimony, and didn't interview anybody else. But he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything about the CBP. He has no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't, he doesn't know how the border works. These are just people that are set up 
to espouse propagandist gaslighting on Capitol Hill. That's all there. He has no idea. He doesn't know what a border patrol agent does. When an FBI agent deals with crimes, he's never gone and handled police calls in his life. They don't know what they're doing. None of these people do. Understand that's where we're at. We need a complete overhaul of everything that we do. The FBI needs to be disbanded. Department of Homeland Security that was put in place by George W. Bush, who is nothing but a Klaus Schwab globalist hack who's friends with Obama, friends with Bush, is only a Republican in name only, a pure rhino. These We need a complete overhaul of every fbi needs to be disbanded department of homeland security disbanded irs disbanded uh, department of education disbanded all peacefully uh, facebook and facebook's monkeying with our numbers tonight i want to invite everybody as always on rumble on facebook like and share like and share they won't let you do it on facebook i can always tell on facebook they pick their numbers we know facebook what you're doing they pick their numbers we sit there and watch our numbers go like this back and forth they pick a specific number like on whatever channel 150 or what whatever we had like 400 people watching live across various uh you know our various uh our, what do we call them here platforms various platforms we're back on youtube right now we race that right away right when it's done because we have to because they'll just ban us again for life like they already have our church so like and share as much as you possibly can you can even share uh blackrobetv.com share it get it out as much as you can if you try to share on facebook it'll look like you can but it actually can't i can't friend you on facebook i want to we want to send the invites out to friend you when we see your name watching but we can't so you got a friend tom lively Facebook, you got a friend foundation church, Facebook. Yeah, that's the only way that we can reach you because we're, we're being shadow banned all the time. Our reach is being limited all the time because they don't want to know the truth. All right, so let's switch now. We'll go to the World Health Organization. It's a Pelham video. Who treaty to override a, uh, a country's constitution in future pandemic? Who constitution will take precedence over country's constitutions? Play it for me. Together with Dr. Tedros, we have proposed an international treaty on pandemics rooted in the WHO constitution. We need to create an environment where every scientist, health worker, government can bend together for a common cause. Working together to build new solutions to protect what's most precious, our health and our lives. Of course, that was put out by the World Health Organization for their International Treaty on Pandemics, which is going to be voted on sometime within the next five to ten days. Basically, to remove the medical sovereignty of nations where they'll be able to put out international mass mandates. People are like in the United States, it can't happen here because we have a constitution. We have governors. That's correct. However, we had all those things and we had a national mask mandate a national vaccine mandate. You're like, you're like, where? It went state by state. No, it didn't. The federal government, our military, Joe Biden's federal mask mandates, federal vaccines mandates, our military being vaccinated with an illegal Pfizer vaccination. They have to be vaccinated with Comerity. They're not. 
But all this, all these things happen here. You constitutionally never have to wear a mask. And then governor by governor went, went and did the same thing. That's again, it, it was never legal for them to lock you down. It was never legal for them to say that you have to wear a mask to enter government building. A private citizen can do whatever they want with their private property. It was never legal, but they did it anyway. So all the people that are saying that it can't happen here, bull crap. It's already happened here. And now they're going to give it. He's talking about just being pandemic minded. And listen, I want to tell you something. 53 years on the planet. This was the first alleged pandemic that we've ever even had since I've been here, since I've been on the planet. And then it's not even a pandemic. It's a 99.9% survivable cold. That's what it is. It's not a pandemic. It's a 99.9% survivable virus. That's what it is. But they've got everybody in a pandemic mindset. And all the Christians were the first to close because they wanted to show how loving they were. Now, you're not loving, you're lying. You got the, you got the L word correct, just the wrong L word. You're a liar when you put on masks. You're a liar when you pip and whore vaccines. You're a liar when you lock down. None of them do a daggum thing but harm humanity. You don't think people are going to just jump right on board with this? Well, here's the president or prime minister of Australia. Play it for me. The World Health Organization meets on May 22, and on the agenda is a potential pandemic treaty which would allow the Mm. WHO to direct countries in how they control pandemics. Mm. Would you consider signing up to that and handing over any controls to the organization? I have always been supportive right from the outset and was criticised heavily, I stress, heavily, mocked in fact by the Labor Party for saying the WHO should have those powers and those authorities to be able to go and deal with pandemic situations because we all know what happened at the start of this pandemic. So there you go. Are you going to be on board with it? Yep. And the WHO should have those powers and have those authorities. That's, this is, that was uh, thanks to Rodney Howard Brown. And he writes, an imposter Pentecostal, a liar and a fraud sold out Australia for 30 pieces of silver. He's exactly right. That's Scott Morrison, the prime minister of Australia. Yeah, the, yeah. are you going to be on board? Absolutely. They should have those powers and authorities. Justin Trudeau is going to say the same thing. Joe Biden's going to say the same thing. Boris Johnson's going to say, say the same thing. Macron's going to say the same thing. They're all going to say the same thing. Israel's going to say the same thing. Can't buy sell. Uh, we all we we know uh, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the of the European Union. She's going to say the same thing. Can't buy sell trade or travel in the entire European Union without your QR coded mark of the beast. Same thing in Australia. Same thing in in uh, in Canada. Same thing in Israel. Same thing in New York. See, these people are gonna jump right in with it. And the thing is, what we have to do is they're gonna it's gonna be they're gonna try again to antagonize you. They're going to try to intimidate you. This is a World Health Organization. The World Health Organization is nothing more than a subsidiary of the United Nations, which is the United Nations, which is a subsidiary of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and the and the Chinese Communist Party. That's what. That's who all these people are. Do not be intimidated. Oh, the World Health Organization just says, you know what? There's too much carbon in the air today. Everybody has to wear an N95 mask and lock down for the next 14 days. Of course, 14 days, right? We're in 26 months right now, 15 days to flatten the curve. And what are you going to do then? You just tell them no again. Well, what if it costs me my job? Still no. What if my family hates me? Still no. What if my church doesn't and I won't do it? Come to Foundation Church. Go to the River Church. Go to Revival Today Church. Go to Tony Spell's church. Go to Greg Locke's church. Go to Archer Pulaski's church. Drive. Stop caving. Stop being weak-kneed. 
You don't sit there and count the cost when it, when it comes to, is this right or is it wrong? If it's wrong, you don't do it. I don't, this is the whole point of this. They're gonna, well, this is the World Health Organization. Who gives a crap? These are Dr. Tetros, the leader of the World Health Organization, is nothing more than an African terrorist. He, he was part of an African terrorist organization. He's simply controlled by the CCP. He was the one who had to be bought by Bill Gates, a $10 million donation to even call COVID a pandemic to begin with because even he knew it wasn't. And he was being told by the CCP that it can't be transmitted person to person. Nobody remembers this stuff. It went on in January and February of 2020. Nothing more than a bought and paid for globalist Klaus Schwab puppet. That's all that he is. Peasant journalist visit. Uh, video. This is two. This is a, a two-minute summary of the four-hour-long global COVID summit. Play it for me. Prepare for the next health crisis because there will be others. The pandemic is not over, and as it persists, it changes. It's misguided to think this pandemic is over. The pandemic is not over anywhere until it's over everywhere. We cannot be complacent because the pandemic is not over. But as we know all too well, the pandemic is not over. The pandemic is not over. Craving a return to a pre-pandemic normalcy uh, rather than acknowledging that the virus may have other plans. At the World Health Assembly this month, WHO will present a plan to strengthen the global architecture for health emergency preparedness, response and resilience this includes the creation of a financial intermediary fund to support equitable access to life-saving tools in the face of future epidemics and pandemics. And we're increasing our support for a new pandemic preparedness and global health security fund that will be established at the World Bank this summer with $450 million in seed funding. It is clear that a coordinated global response is required to combat future health emergencies. We continue our call to strengthen the global health security architecture with transparent, inclusive, and collaborative processes. We support your proposal, dear Joe, to set up a new fund for pandemic preparedness at the World Bank, operating in close coordination and cooperation with the WHO. Come to All right, so you get the point. So there it is. Now, you notice the mindset, the next health crisis, the health, health, health crisis. Joe Biden says that the pandemic is not over, so he wants to give the World Health Organization globalist control over you, but then he removes Title 42, which keeps illegal immigrants out because of COVID. The crisis, the COVID crisis is not over, so Americans better be ready for the WHO to tell them to mask and vaccinate, can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine mandate but then removes Title 42 that keeps 2.5 million illegal COVID caving illegals out of the country. How does that make sense? It doesn't because it's never been about science, not for one day. And for all those that have not admitted that yet, you need to come to that place and admit it. Here's an interesting video, Wittgenstein video, Russell Brand about Bill Gates' germ team. Play it for me. Here's how it should work. Epidemiologists will detect suspicious clusters of a disease that could cause a pandemic. 
look at the style and aesthetic of Bill Gates's propagandist video here. It's kind of, on one hand, you can say it's sort of indie and folky, but on the other hand, it's didactic and it puts you, me, us, in the position of children receiving information from a parent, a parent who tells you everything's going to be okay. Well, here's the relationship I have with parental figures. As long as I know that I can trust you, I'm down with partnership. But I don't need or want a parent. I'm an adult. A global team of 3,000 disease experts managed by the WHO. Managed by the WHO, don't worry about them. Called the germ team. And why are you doing it on maths paper? That's maths paper. We'll track the disease and share data and recommendations with governments. Wouldn't it be a lot easier to accept this if there wasn't an evolving narrative around the pandemic that suggests there should be transparency and discourse and dialogue between opposing camps continually, no condemnation of people that dissent against the mainstream narrative, because why would you condemn people for being cynical when you've seen the profits that big business have made, the profits that big pharma have made, the controls that have been exerted, the mistakes that have been made, the censorship around particular arguments that go against the objectives of powerful corporations. All this has to be included. You'd have to be a child to just go along with this. Governments and pharmaceutical companies will work together. Yeah, governments and pharmaceutical companies work together, all right? That is my biggest fear. <laughs> They've been working together all along. Countries and the WHO will work and the best way to allocate these tools. Of course, if there are going to be diseases, it would be good to have scientific solutions, but it's important that there is transparency and dialogue between the governed, uh, between government and those that it governs. So aren't we lucky? You got the World, you got the World Health Organization, you got Joe Biden going there to sign over, give over Americans' medical sovereignty to the World Health Organization and Bonus, well, and they're going to have health czars stationed throughout the globe. That's all part of the World Health Organization's new treaty. Health czars everywhere. Pull it up. Not, it's not right-wing conspiracy. And also not right-wing conspiracy. You will also have Bill Gates and his germ team roaming the globe, instituting whatever mask mandate, vaccine mandate. Bill Gates has already kicked out of the entire billion population country India right now because he paralyzed 496,000 kids sterilized to however many more that's all fact by the way removed from the country by court order then now you've got Bill Gates under the umbrella of the World Health Organization of which he he bribed Tetros with millions and millions of dollars to call COVID-19 a pandemic so that he can get all of his vaccines approved. Now you got him roaming all over the oh, so right, right wing conspiracy there. You know, it's all absolute fact. And you've got Joe Biden sending $450 million of quote unquote seed money to the World Bank for this new, for money for this new treaty enforcement. $30 trillion in debt and $450 million of seed money. As if we have this money just to lavish all over the 40, 54 billion to Ukraine, 450 million to the, to the World Bank for the World Health Organization, for their new treaty, for their, for their new globalized the pandemic response teams headed up by Bill Gates and their health czars. We don't, we don't have this money, folks. We, it's not, we're, not even, we're not even taking this money out as loans anymore. Everybody needs to understand that. People will say, 
well, you know what? It's money for the, you know, that, the, that we have to pay back to the Chinese. No, it's not backed by gold. It's not backed by bonds. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not backed by loans. It's printed out of thin air, just like a Joe Biden ballot. Printed out of thin air. And they act like they can just keep sending this in everywhere. And I digress on the debt. It just drives me nuts. Oh, we're here. America's rich. No, we're not. $30 trillion in debt. Joe Biden talks about the deficit. Everybody needs to understand the, the difference between debt and deficit. He says he's lowered the deficit. Understand what the difference between debt and deficit. Deficit is how much over, how much we overspend over what we bring in per year. That's deficit. And Joe Biden has lowered the deficit by $100 billion. $100 billion. It sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Problem is Joe Biden's budget is over $6 trillion and we only bring in four trillion in tax debt so he in tax and in, in tax revenue so we're already till two trillion dollars in deficit spending that he's going to knock off 130 billion more than trump did yeah but trump wasn't two trillion dollars in overspending until covid you see how the see the political games they play say trump was one trillion over which he was which is not good by the way he was one trillion over well joe biden is two trillion over, but he's cutting 130 billion. So he's still 1.9 trillion dollars over, but he's cutting more off the a deficit than, than than Trump did. You see the games that they play? It's just pure, unadulterated, steaming piles of bullcrap. That, that's who these people are. Understand that. That's why you don't strap masks on your face when they tell you to. You saw the video, if you were watching at the beginning, of a woman who's a doctor, by the way, an MD, who goes into the AstraZeneca vaccine trial? Why would you ever do that with these people? Why would you ever do it? You know, we're going to skip that one, Heather. Go to the next one. I want to see if I even want to do that one. Go to the next one. Can you go to the next one? Right, skip that one, too. Go to the next one. Go to Peasant Journalist. We're going to go right to vaccines. There we go. Let's start off right there. All right, here we go. Now, I want to finish off strong with vaccines tonight, which I try to do on a regular basis, just to put you up to date on where we are with vaccines. Here's this. This is Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, brags about watching vaccines go into arms in uh, Nigeria and Thailand. Has 310 total COVID deaths. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Play it for me. And that's why we launched the Global Vax program to further ramp up COVID-19 vaccinations around the world, providing resources to more than 70 countries and surging support to 11 developing countries in Sub-Saharan Sub Africa to reduce vaccination barriers. I've had the opportunity to travel around the world from Niger to Thailand, and I've watched the vaccines we've donated actually go into arms. I've had the opportunity to travel around the world from Niger to Thailand, and I've watched the vaccines we've donated actually go into arms. So they're going to have a try to, what they're doing is they're invading Africa because Af the Africa, like standard, like Nigeria is the perfect example, the largest country in Africa has a 6% vax rate and has heart basically statistically no COVID and no COVID deaths. And they are going to go vaccinate them. Why would that be exactly? Why would you go vaccinate where there is no pandemic, where there is no virus, where there is no threat? Why would you be going to vaccinate them? Why? And why would you be proud of it? 
This is their global vaccination program that they're saying is saving, that they're going to go and save lives. Well, let's look at, here's some, here's some graphs I want to show you now. Just so you know, some of them you've seen before. Here it is. Now let's look at how this works. Now they say this, is, this vaccination is fantastic. Well, here's, notice, notice the Scottish COVID-19 statistics. Notice the source. As Public Health Scotland Weekly Report. Public Health Scotland. This is from their government, not right-wing conspiracy. So here you go. Let's go left to right. Vaccination status, 72% of their country is vaccinated. 28% of their country is not. Next one up, cases, 85.8% of their cases are amongst the fully vaccinated. 78.5% of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated. 80, 79.5% of their COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. So basically 80% of their COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths are fully vaccinated. But we have Linda Thomas-Green, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, bragging about going and putting vaccines in people's arms. Why would that be? Because you have major developers of vaccines like Bill Gates saying you want to lower the Earth's population through vaccines, and you have countries like Niger, who has has a total of 310 deaths. And you want to go vaccinate those people? For what? How do you not, how does anybody not see the insanity of this? Well, COVID could get there. Uh, we're 26 months into it now. I think it would have reached Africa by now. By the way, Omicron originated in Africa, according to their own reports, which was a lie. But Omicron was there. Nobody's dying of COVID in, in Africa, statistically speaking. Nobody's dying. But yet they want to go vaccinate the entire continent through their global vaccine program. All right, Jeffrey Jackson tweet. The vaccinated in Denmark account for more cases, more hospitalizations, and more deaths than the unvaccinated have done all year. And yet here comes Joe Biden. Here comes the World Health Organization to go vaccinate people. When there's more cases, more hospitalizations, and more deaths, they have no more argument. At first it was, well, of course it doesn't stop transmissions or infections. We never said it would. And then, of course, we showed all the videos where they all promised. Rochelle Walensky promised. Anthony Fauci promised. Joe Biden promised. Kamala Harris promised. They all promised. Left-wingers promised. Right-wingers promised that the vaccine would stop the virus in its tracks. Rachel Maddow, if you take the vaccine, you are a roadblock to the virus. Well, that was all disproven. But now we all know it doesn't stop hospitalizations. It doesn't stop deaths. It does absolutely nothing. But what are they trying to do? Vaccinate people. Now, what's the point of it? The point of it is this, to get to the vaccine passport, to get to the book of Revelation, 13, chapter 13, 16 through 18. That's the point, to get to a controlling system where all of your movements are tracked for people to profit off of and to control you. That's what it's about. Revelation chapter 13 is going to happen. That's the point. Because if you have a country where they initiate vaccines and they put out the false propagandist idea that vaccines make you safer, therefore, if you're not vaccinated, you're a, you're a transmitter of the virus when the vaccinated are not, which is also bold-faced lie, of course. Then they make it economically imperative that you take the vaccination to go into a store to get out. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in the countries that I named earlier. First world and third world countries can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccination, without your QR code on your phone. 
which will transfer into quantum dot tattoo technology that will be planted on your right hand or on your forehead, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's the plan. Watch it and resist it. Well, it's uncomfortable for me, you know, to be around people and they all wear masks. No, who cares? Don't, va- don't mask, don't vax, don't lock down ever. When the World Health Organization gets the rights to lock us down, which Joe Biden is giving them the right to do because glo- Joe Biden is a globalist. He does not look at the United States as a sovereign nation. He looks at the United States as a globalist state. He's yielding our sovereignty over to them so they can put out a globalist mask mandate, a globalist vaccine mandate, a globalist lockdown mandate, a globalist six-foot distance mandate for any reason they want. They can claim that it's just cow gas in the air because, you know, we haven't killed enough cows yet so that we, you know, so Bill Gates can build more of his meat, his, his fake meat, uh, fake fake plant be, uh, plant-based meat factories. Hard for me to even say that stuff. That's the plan, folks. You need to understand. It's not right-wing conspiracy. Go. You can go on the World, Econ- World Economic Forum's website, and they'll show you. There's a video right there about their plan for you to eat bugs. Let me just break this up because you know what, Aaron? It's time. It is time for Kamala Harris to weigh in. Kamala, what do you think of all this? That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us. And I know we will work on this together. <laughs> we're going to work on things together. There you go. All right. So here they are. There are people like Kamala Harris, pimping and whoring vaccines all throughout the globe. It's going to be great for you. We're going to the next one, Heather. The uh, stats out of UK. Put that up for me side by side. There we go. Now, this is the stats. And you can notice up on the top where it came from. Government of Canada, COVID-19 daily epidemiology update. Government of Canada, daily, daily epidemiology update the government put out these statistics so let's go from top left to top right in, you know and i'll do it by color for you because you can't probably can't read the numbers i certainly can't so i have them written down right here in front of my face so top left is case rate per 100,000. green is unvaxxed so case rate amongst the unvaxxed of covid 19 is 219 per 100,000. partly vaxxed 408 408 per 100,000, double vaxxed, 710 per 100,000, and triple vaxxed with the booster, 863 per 100,000. That thing works great. Just keep getting it all throughout the globe, right? We're going to stop all that COVID-19. Go to the next one, top right, and you just leave it up. Top right-hand corner, hospital, that's the hospitalization rate per 100,000 in Canada. And you've got the most devout vaccine pimping whore in Justin Trudeau. And here's, the, here's what he's pimping and whoring for all of you to do in Canada. And what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris pimp and whore for all of Americans to do because the stats are exactly the same. Hospitalization rate per 100,000 in the green is the unvaxxed, and that would be 24 per 100,000. Yellow is partially vaxxed, 36 per 100,000. Orange, which is double vaxxed, 
33 per 100,000. And the leader of all is the red, triple vax, 42.62 per 100,000. So if you really want to be hospitalized for COVID, make sure you're triple vaxxed. If you want to be a little less chance, make sure you're double vaxxed. And then a little more than that, be partially vaxxed. But if you want the least amount of chance of being hospitalized, hospitalized for COVID-19, don't be vaxxed at all. That's the truth. Go to the next. Bottom left is the other one. Now that's death rate per 100,000. So we've got the green, which is the unvaxxed, two per 100,000 allegedly die of COVID. Partially vaxxed, 1.6 die, die of COVID. And now, and, and now double vaxxed, which is the orange, uh, 4.07 die of COVID. And worst of all, the red is triple vaxxed, 5.45 out of 100,000 die of COVID. So again, if you want to die of COVID, you want the highest chance, five out of 100,000, according to the COVID-19 daily epidemiological update from Canada, make sure that you are triple vaxxed. And if you look at the last one, which is simply this, the bottom right, 12% of all COVID cases are from the unvaxxed, 88% are the vaccinated. 24% 24% of hospitalizations are the unvaxxed. 76% of hospitalizations are the vaxxed. 19% of COVID-19 deaths are the unvaccinated. 81% are the fully vaccinated. Whoops. And then you've got all of these government agencies, Linda Thomas-Green, the U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, going on and about like evangelists pimping and whoring their vaccines when you look at these, this statistical data. Daniel Horowitz tweet, again, and of course, Scott Morrison, Prime Minister of Australia, very noted, fake Christian, vaccine pimp and whore. Again, the worst wave precisely after most, most got three shots. This doesn't make sense. Read the bottom. Australia became a world leader in COVID infections this week. This week, so they're having, they're having more COVID hospitalizations, more COVID cases, and more COVID deaths than ever before when most of their country is triple vaccinated. Please explain that to me. If you're a liberal that's watching, send me a message and explain that to me. Oh, well, that, you know, the reason why you've got uh, 80% of the COVID deaths and COVID hospitalizations being vaccinated is because 80% of the population is vaccinated. That doesn't make sense. You said it stops deaths and hospitalizations. Why, why, you know, that all these people, by the way, you're going to see people die of COVID and more people will die of COVID and they're going to blame COVID. More people will die of COVID because they have no immune system. And they're just going to say it's COVID anyway, no matter what. Because people would rather be right in the, in the frame of the public, in the eyes of the public, than actually be right. All right, let's go to the next one. Wittgenstein video, Bill Gates. For people over 40 or 40, uh, 50 or 60, play it for me. So you, you had had your, what, your two, you had had two, you'd had two uh, vaccinations and then two booster shots. Is that right? That's right. And, you know, for people over, you know, 50 or 60, uh, they'll probably have to be boosted every six months until we get even better vaccines. So I've been trying to figure this out for myself. I assume you know the answer to this, so I'll just ask you, um, when do you get boosted again? I mean, now that you've had it, you know, I've had around the same time. I've only gotten three shots total, only been boosted once. I, I guess we have immunity for a little while, or, but when do you decide to get boosted again? Uh, yeah, so an infection where you'll get a high viral load would be like vaccination. Uh, 
But, you know, to be safe, every six months, uh, you're probably going to be vaccinated. As we get more data, they might even make that shorter for people who are, who are, you know, say 60 or over 70, where the duration seems to be a bit lower. Um, so we're in for ongoing vaccination to stay absolutely safe. So you just saw those stats, and I just pulled them up again. Look what Bill Gates is saying in, lo- in direct defiance of the stats that I just put out a minute ago out of Canada from their weekly epidemiological report. 12% of cases are unvaccinated, 88% of cases vaccinated, 12% of hospitalizations, 24% of hospitalizations are among the unvaccinated, 76% are the vaccinated, 19% of COVID deaths are unvaccinated, 81% are vaccinated. And Bill Gates is saying, you know what? You need a booster. You need a daggum booster every four months if you're over 60. Do you, I mean, do you see what these people are doing? You're like, it's, you're, you're so adamant. We need to be adamant. And then you've got the president of the United States flying over to Geneva and yielding all of our medical sovereignty. He himself being a vaccine whore, he's doing, he's handing it over to the brothel. Handing over our, our medical immune, our medical sovereignty to the World Health Organization, who is putting out the same, who's putting out the exact same vaccine propaganda. These vaccines are killing people. All over the globe, people are dropping dead. People don't even know yet. I had a friend of mine talking to a to a, a Christian person who's like, oh, I had another friend, had a heart attack out of nowhere. And the Christian doesn't even know. The very first question should be what? Is that person vaccinated, by the way? Out of nowhere this happened. It's all over Twitter. My uncle, my friend, unexpected. All over, never seen this before. It's the vaccinations. And here we go. And not only do the vaccinations kill people of, of various other ailments and maladies, they'll kill you of COVID because you have ADE. Antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. You can't fight off the virus anymore. So it works really well for the globalists again because they'll be able to say millions of people are dying of COVID because they're vaccinated, but they'll never throw that in there because they have no immune system anymore. You have Anderson Cooper very proudly. I've received three vaccines as if he just got three bozo buttons. I'm so, I'm so proud of myself. I have three, I have three, I have three vaccinations. Oh, you're so proud, you moron. You're just, you're simply, you're nothing more. When you've, been, when you've been vaccinated like Anderson Cooper and you're still propagating it, you're nothing more than Klaus Schwab's hand puppet with his, with his hands right up your puppet chute. And you think you're so healthy? It's only just begun. The vaccine side effects begin at zero, zero months all the way up to seven years. Autopsies are starting up to pop up everywhere with giant foot long and longer blood clots in people's bodies because it causes capillary blood clotting. It changes your cell wall from being smooth. By the billions, by the trillions, your cell walls from being smooth to being jagged. You need, if you're vaccinated, you need to run right now and get a D-dimer test for capillary blood clotting. Uh, let's go to the Lindsay tweet. Here we go. And, well, we need more vaccines, right? Really? Hey, there's England. And this, of course, is from their Bureau of Statistics. Right-wing conspiracy. Nope. 
ages 10 to 14, data, deaths by vaccination status, source, Office for National Statistics, England. Just so you know, if you, well, you, can't, well, you can see this one better. Here's the, here's the data, and this is per, again, per 100,000. In case you can't, I'm going to read it off to you. The red is the double vaxxed, the yellow is the single dose, and the green is the unvaxxed. So let's look at it. How many, how many kids are dying just overall? Just overall, ages 10 to 14. Who's dying? Well, four out of 100,000 of those deaths are the unvaccinated. 45 out of, of 100,000 are partially vaccinated. And 238 out of 100,000 are triple vaccinated. And yet you have American diplomats going around the globe pimping the vaccines. This is true. These are the stats. It's irrefutable. There's, there's no way to prove them wrong. This is the very same people pimping the vaccinations. There's a difference between of the deaths of 10 to 14-year-olds in the UK. Per 100,000, four of them are unvaccinated. Out of 100,000, 238 of them are triple vaccinated. And the very people who put out that statistical data pimping over the vaccines. What could be their motivation? It's either death or subjugation. That's it. There is no other motive. You can't sit there and look at this and go, you know what? Out of 100,000 people, out of, when you have causes of death, just kids dying, 10 to 14 in the UK, four out of 100,000 are unvaccinated. 238 out of that 100,000 are fully vaccinated. You can't have anything but insidious motives if you come out and say, hey, go get vaccinated, right? There's no way. All right, Dr. James Olson tweet. Cases of acute hepatitis in children worldwide, ri- worldwide rises to 450 with 12 deaths. Never seen this before. Never happened in, history of, in the history of America or history of the world. We've never seen it before. Why is that? Wonder why that would be. Wonder why this would just happen out of nowhere. Just like our military with 300 to 1,000% increase in all maladies. Wonder, wonder why in one year. Wonder why that could happen. At least 26 children have needed liver transplants. European Centers for Disease, Disease Prevention and Control Insider Paper. That's, that's, the, that's the source. I wonder why that would be. There's, there's, no, there's no other possible explanation. We had none last year, statistically speaking, and all of these cases in one year. But what's the response of the medical community, of, a, of the Food and Drug Administration? You can put that up, Heather, Insider Paper tweet. So in response to a worldwide, you want to call a pandemic, of hepatitis amongst children doesn't usually happen amongst children, folks. I wonder why that would be. But in the midst of that, here's what the FDA does, the Food and Drug Administration, what I call the Food and Democrat Administration, in the midst of that, approves COVID-19 booster vaccine for children between five and 11 years of age. And you just saw the statistics that I read out of the UK, but that's what the Food and Drug Administration is doing. And here's, here's more data for you. Wittgenstein video, worrisome, from the insurance companies. Play it for me. 
And this is about pattern recognition. This is about dot connecting. So let's go back. Let's stay in Germany for a second. Let's just go back to a couple months ago. There yeah. was a, a health insurance agency, BKK Provita, and they made headlines that look like this. This is the German insurance company. More vaccine side effects than previously known. This was a very important study because they looked, this insurance company looked at just the people that were insured under their umbrella. So it was like an in-house a very valuable in-house research assignment. And this is this is the headline, this is what it found. Uh, yeah. Vaccination consequences. BKK Health Insurance Company writes a letter to the Paul Eric Institute. There they are again. They're being alerted time and time again. Now they looked at nearly 11 million insured people under this um, uh, insurance company. They found this, quote, this evaluation has shown, although we do not yet have the complete data for 2021 that based on the available figures, we are already assuming 216,695 treated cases of vaccine side effects after corona vaccination from this sample. It says, if these figures are extrapolated to the year as a whole and to the population in Germany, it is likely that 2.5 to 3 million people in Germany receive medical treatment because of side effects of vaccination after the corona vaccination. Now, they, what they were looking at, how they found this is they were looking at the data codes because there actually is a, a data code that the doctors put into the computer for the billing of the insurance companies that yeah. is a vaccine reaction, vaccine side effect. So uh, this is what they looked at. They just triggered this straight from the data and th that's what they found it under that, their umbrella. This is starting to come out everywhere. It's happening from, uh, I've showed this, a piece of this before from, from the retired uh, BlackRock executive, Dowd, I can't remember his first name, Ed, Edward Dowd. So that's, it's happening everywhere. These insurance companies are seeing the true vaccine adverse effects. Millions of people in Germany, not coming out in the public yet. And in the midst of this, the German government is touting vaccines. Again, it can't be for your health. It has to be for your subjugation or your death. These are the same people that will abort you in the womb. So if they'll abort you in the womb, why would they not abort you outside the womb? If you're a follower of Satan, you're a follower from somebody who is a murderer from the beginning and the father of lies. You're either a follower of Jesus or you're a follower of the devil. It really is that some, you may not know you're a follower of the devil, but you are. It's the way that it is. Sorry if that bothers you. Sorry if that offends you. Actually, let me take that back. I'm not sorry. I don't care. The truth is the truth. Dr. Eli David tweet. Breaking double mass and triple vaccinated New Zealand prime minister, one of the worst COVID tyrants on the planet, Jacinda Ardern, tested positive for COVID. She led the most draconian zero COVID policy and vaccine, and vaccine mandates, turning the lives of citizens into living bleep. Exactly right. And now she's COVID, she's triple vaccinated, at least triple vaccinated, probably quadruple vaccinated, and she's positive for COVID. It's one of two things. Either, either she has no ability to, to fight off COVID, or maybe she's not even vaccinated because she's also a major player at the World Economic Forum. Who knows how, how many of these global elites, elites really are truly vaccinated. All right, Chief Health Officer tweet. I'm down with COVID. Here's another one. Victorian. This is from Australia. Chief health officer. Quadruple back vaccinated. I'm down with COVID. Feeling pretty rubbish. Razor blade throat and painful cough. Clearly not the same for everyone. Can't imagine how it might be. Here it comes. You've got to espouse your globalist Gestapo line. Can't imagine how it might have been for me without three doses of vax. Good, good on science. Majorly sick. From 
the illness that he got vaccinated against. And he says, man, I'm sure I'm glad I'm vaccinated. I mean, does everybody see? This is clown world. And they say the same idiot will go out and espouse vaccinations, which, by the way, Australia's stats are exactly the same as, Scot- as Scotland's stats, same as the UK stats. 80 to 90% of their COVID hospitalizations and deaths are fully vaccinated people, and they go and tell you to get vaccinated. And everybody's dying, the people who are dying of COVID, almost exclusively, folks, around the world. Last week's report out of Canada one person died of COVID who was unvaccinated. Everybody else was vaccinated. And they tell you to go get vaccinated. Everybody who's dying of COVID-19, statistically speaking, 80 to 100% are fully vaccinated people. Or at least partially to fully vaccinated people. All right, this is where I wanted to get to. Dr. Li Mingyan, she, was, she actually worked in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, witnessed them, Bi- this is a biomedical or bio bioweapon easiest way to say it. it's a bioweapon she's testified that that's the truth on purpose released on purpose by the pla the people's liberation army she never said this part but this is my opinion i and this is agreed upon by many other good sources that it was released at the world military games which happened to be taking place strangely in December of 2019 in Wuhan, China. But she says it is a bioweapon developed on purpose. By the way, Moderna, who is in partnership with the NIH, their genetic patented material was found in the Alpha variant. They have not denied that. They said they're checking into it. Released by the PLA on purpose as a bioweapon. When I pointed out publicly that that CCP, that the CCP manipulated compromised scientists in the World Health Organization, NIH, and other authorities to promote na- nature origin of COVID-19 theory and misled the world, there were numerous attacks against me. Conspiracy? No. It is the fact, ver- uh, fact verified again. Go to the next one for me. This is the headline. NIH director confirms agency hid. Now notice this is the New York Post, reliable source, oldest newspaper or second oldest newspaper in the country. NIH director confirms Agency hid early COVID genes at request. I mean, how is this not treason? I don't throw that word word around very much, if you ever noticed that on this show. How is this not treason? Explain this to me, especially if you believe that this is an existential threat to American lives. NIH director confirms the NIH hid early COVID genes at request of Chinese scientists. Now leave this up. Remember, Moderna, whose patented material was found in the original alpha variant of COVID. So it did not occur at a wet market on the border of Vietnam. That didn't occur. Bullface lies, just like collusion. Just, just like one six is an insurrection. All the same lies. The greatest existential threat to America's white supremacist terrorists where seven out of the nine mass shooters this year have been black. Just another lie. Is it from a wet market on the border of Vietnam? No. The NIH director confirms. I even watched the video. The agency hid early COVID genes at the request of Chinese scientists. 
There is no separation between a Chinese scientist and the CCP. None. They are one in the same. Same person. They are the same. They're, the Chinese scientists are controlled by the CCP and the PLA. And so you were told the NIH obeyed the commands of the Chinese Communist Party to hide COVID genes. Why would one do that? So that you couldn't see. Remember all the Anthony Fauci redacted emails? Where Anthony Fauci is told that, you know what, this looks like it was made in a lab, that it's man-made and that it's all redacted. That FOIA requests have to, that, you know, had to be put in to get out. And even that, they're heavily redacted after that. This is a man-made virus funded by Bill Gates, funded by Anthony Fauci through Peter Daszak and the, and the, and the uh, EcoHealth Alliance, funded by the Bill and, Melates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funded by the PLA. It was on purpose. Here's, here's a piece of the article from the from New York Post. National Institutes of Health Acting Director Lawrence Tabak confirmed to lawmakers Wednesday the U.S. health officials concealed early uh, genomic sequences of COVID-19 at the request of Chinese scientists but insisted the data remains on file. Oh, that's great. 26 months into this, that's what they admit. Tabak told the House Appropriations Subcommittee that the NIH eliminated from public view the data from the, from the pandemic epicenter in Wuhan, China, before adding the researchers can still access it via archaic tape drive. I don't even, Aaron, do you even know what a tape drive is? I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what a tape drive is. So that's where we're at. That's the truth. Everybody needs to know it. From day one, the people giving you all the solutions were the ones who caused the problem and then hid the causes of the problem. That's the truth. Listen, we'll be back here Thursday night, 8.30. Don't miss. Lots more stuff. Tons of stuff I didn't get to tonight. Some of it will still be relevant on, on Thursday. Lots of stuff. Be back here, 8.30, Thursday night. Love you all. God bless you. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing the Bible. Prosperity, the Bible. Sin, the Bible. Everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program and we look forward to you tuning in next time.